0: So what will it take for South Africa to start taking statutory rape serious and prosecute men who take advantage of children? 150 young girls between the ages of 10 and 14 have given birth in the free state in the past five months. The health department in the province says over 14,000 teenagers between the ages of 15 and 19 gave birth in the past year. Why does this keep getting worse and what can be done to protect the young girls? Dr. Shahida Omar, who is the director of the Teddy Bear Clinic, is now joining us on the line. Dr. Omar, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. When you first heard about this story, what went through your mind?
1: Well, no, what went through my mind is that it's just sadness, feeling really heartbroken. It's heart-wrenching. It's so destroying to see children giving birth and that this phenomenon continues to increase and that it's escalated. We know that it's not new, that prior to the COVID pandemic, we know that both urban and rural areas have been faced with a scourge of sexual violence and teen pregnancy, so it's just total uh, disbelief that we are still talking about teen pregnancies and that it continues to be on the rise.
0: So with the introduction, for instance, of comprehensive sexuality education, um, do you think that, as this voice note has now argued, that it it creates um, an interest or sparks an interest in children who are being taught about um, sex in school to explore?
1: So we know that children are uh, going through the developmental phases, that they are curious beings, they always want to explore, they're always inquiring, but it's important that they get it from a reliable source. Comprehensive sexuality education does not you know, predispose children to engage in sexual behavior, to engage in risky behavior. On the contrary, it gives children, um, you know, information around their rights, their responsibilities, around relationships, around the bodily functions, uh, you know, also making them aware of engaging in inappropriate behavior and uh, engaging in these risky interactions the consequences, the implications of that. So I certainly do not agree with that. I think it's very necessary that we continue with the CSE. that children are given this platform to engage, to ask questions, you know, instead of running to peers and other sources of reference. This is a reliable source which has been tested, which has been implemented, and we know that in our interactions and engagements with many learners, they have found this to be very useful, valuable, and meaningful because we work with a lot of teen moms. Currently, we're running three groups of 50 young girls who have gone through this process and you know, value and appreciate that this kind of opportunity is made available and that it should be made available to all learners consistently across the board.
0: Then why are we seeing these numbers if... Um sexuality and sex education is also core of the curriculum?
1: So I think we need to, you know, we cannot isolate a single thing because there are other uh, contributory sectors that we need to also bring into this e- equation of the increased incidence. Firstly, if you look at rural areas and urban areas, of course, the, the incidence is higher in the rural areas. Uh, lack of resources, lack of opportunities for recreational uh, facilities, but also lack of, uh, I think the important thing is communication between parents and children. We often find in our uh, work with children, they always inform us repeatedly that they would have preferred to have received information from their primary caregiver, from somebody uh, in the, the elders in their family, but often it's a, it's a taboo subject and it's not discussed. They're not given permission, and children are seeking this from outside sources, which is not always reliable and effective. And I think if we look at uh, also the access to reproductive health information, health services and support, Children seeking counselling guidance are afraid, fear of reprisal, fear of the humiliation, the stigma. if They go to healthcare facilities to access uh, the contraception, uh, contraceptives, or even asking any kind of guidance because of how they will be responded to. We know that many of the healthcare practitioners do not have the necessary skills on how to communicate with children or to relate to children. Mm-hmm. So. These are also factors that contribute to it. But I think we also need to be aware of peer pressure, but also around the other factors of the socioeconomic status. Many children do not have money to pay for school fees or you know, wanting to have access to luxury items which they cannot have. And in lieu of sexual favors, uh, transactional sex is provided, and we know that there is a high incidence of rape as well, which is often not yeah. reported. So I think these are things that we have to bear in mind and not just uh, isolate CSE as a contributing factor.
0: So so earlier on this year, when a member of parliament from the Democratic Alliance asked the Minister of Basic Education about the number of teenagers who have fallen pregnant, um, the minister indicated that um, there were about 90,000, over 90,000 girls who had given birth. This is now um, during the previous financial year. But what um, Desri van der Waal also indicates now that you've touched on this issue relating to rape is that the total reported sexual offenses in Limpopo, for instance, between April 2021 and March 2022 is 4,314. This includes rape, sexual assault, attempted rape, and contact sexual offenses against women, girls, and boys of all ages. During the same period, though, 11,287 girls between the ages of 12 and 19 fell pregnant. So there is no correlation, it seems, between the number of cases that are reported um, or sexual violation cases that are reported at uh, police stations um, to the number of cases of teenage girls giving birth.
1: Indeed, and I think we need to uh, uh, appreciate that a lot of these cases are underreported, underfrequently reported, underreported, and that if we look at culture and, and norms within different settings, where families are compensated uh, materially and do not report that, and, of course, assume the, the, the paternal, uh, paternity of the child is their own. Many, so there are many you know, situations or circumstances that will give rise to the fact that there, there isn't a correlation. Uh, and, and we know that the reality is that often people will not disclose for many reasons, and it's usually because they have a relationship or there's some kind of contact with the alleged perpetrator are taking advantage and exploiting the younger.
0: Yeah. One of the voice notes that we got a bit earlier on also spoke about this issue around the rapist. So how do we turn our focus on the rapist, the ones who go ahead and have sex with children, whether it is because they know how easy it is, considering, as you just pointed out, sometimes you do find that children would say because of the socioeconomic conditions that they live in, they be be able to make money from having sex with older men.
1: so I think we of course we need know <laughs> if we look at the justice system we look at law enforcement they need in terms of appropriate and adequate and timely responses are also crucial and critical because often victims and their families feel unsupported by law enforcement and of course even when law enforcement has acted in terms of the DNA. Uh, process and appearing in court, testifying, you know, it's a long drawn out process, which re-traumatizes victims and their families over that period of time. So there are many uh, factors that would deter people from coming forward and, and making a report and going to court. And if we understand why rapists get away, because of the lack of, or I think, the system failing our victims, not acting appropriately and timely, And and furthermore, we find that victims will not, you know, many other victims will be deterred from coming forward. I think that we need to get justice to also be more stringent Mm. in their responses. I think there has been quite a shift with gender-based violence coming to the fore, where things are taken in a more serious light. But we need this to be consistent across the board.
0: Dr. Shahida Omar, thank you so much for your time. Director at the Teddy Bear Clinic. On Twitter, Dr. Tepot says that uh, this is not only about sex education in schools, but a whole lot more. Let's take this into consideration. Sex education, yes, they will want to experiment. Statutory rape, the ease of availability of sexually explicit materials on the net, absent parenthood, etc. It is a minute after half past five. Time for the news headlines.